Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. Company always on the run, a destiny. Oh, it's the rising sun. I was born a shotgun in my hands. Behind the gun, I'll make my final stand. Yeah, and that's why they call me. One of the top ten songs that Bernard McGurk had collected in terms of those that he would regularly play. And I must tell you, it's one of my all-time favorites also. That's why every time with this, the anniversary of his passing, we miss him dearly, our colleague. Without a doubt, the greatest of all time when it comes to producing and broadcasting, multitasking, nobody. Nobody did both better. And uh, before I start any segment, it always says the Bernard McGurk studio, because that's where we broadcast from in his honor. And it's been a year dearly missed on so many levels. And in fact, the 23rd anniversary, uh, just I think a day or two ago, when Bernard McGurk, one of the toughest white guys to ever walk the face of the earth, got into the ring with pretty boy Sid Rosenberg, knocked his block off at the fear at the pier, that battle when they were on with Imus. And in fact, Bernard McGurk hit Sid Rosenberg so hard that his mother, Naomi, felt the vibrations in the Catskills. Tough with a capital T. Grew up in the projects, right in Soundview in the South Bronx. A white guy amongst predominantly African-Americans, uh, some Hispanics. Back Wesley Snipes grew up in that same project. When I was running for mayor, I did a campaign stop at the Monroe Housing Projects. There's no plaque dedicated to Bernard McGurk or Wesley Snipes or anybody that came out of the project so that young people could say, oh, wow. You know, if they could do it, if they could escape the projects of the South Bronx and make something of themselves, although with Wesley Snipes, Wesley, you got to pay your taxes, right? I mean, look, from the cradle to the grave, one thing they demand of you is to pay your taxes, but I digress. And when I visited with some of the African-American women who had raised their children and grandchildren in the Monroe Housing Projects, they reminded me, that a young Bernard McGurk was constantly reading. 
constantly and that he would encourage uh, young black men who we grew up with to also read, and some of them did. And then you remember the circuitous route that Bernard McGurk took. He was a Hayesman, Cardinal Hayes graduate, like so many. Look, Dominic Carter here who broadcasts went uh, to Cardinal Hayes. So did Regis Philbin. So many great New Yorkers went to Cardinal Hayes and were Hayesmen. And then Bernard ended up driving a livery cab late at night, lost in the streets in the hills of Yonkers. Boy, that was a tough job, as he oftentimes described, as he went from gin mill to gin mill. Sometimes it would be a drug dealer, sometimes a drug user, a hooker, a John. Where's my music here? Where's my music? Uh, And he'd have to take him from Mumford Gardens, the project at that time, not far from the Yonkers Raceway, the mall. Over the Schlobheim downtown near what I called Ghetto Square, a.k.a. Getty Square, up to Nodine Hill, which was mostly Italian at that time. Boy, and he talked about being pistol whipped and robbed at gunpoint. This guy had street cred. And then he brought all of his talents to Imus in the morning. But I will never forget for me the day that I was up in Boston... We were dealing with a crime crisis. I was the featured guest on the morning show at WRKO. Speaker of the crooked state legislature um, right near the commons in downtown Boston was the host. And I knew a bit about him. And before we began the interview, because the mayor there was trying to run me out of town like mayors have done uh, almost since uh, I began the Guardian Angels 44 years ago, he said, you know, Bernie was to have started this week as my co-host. Everybody loves Bernie. Irish, naturally, Southie, they loved him in Boston. He certainly knew about the culture in Boston, the Irish culture, the history of Boston, the politics of Boston. And he said the uh, sponsors were all called a week before by Al Slim Shady Sharpton and Barack Obama. Barack Obama and Al Slim Shady Sharpton called sponsors and said, you better not hire that racist Bernard McGurk. All because of what was said about the Rutgers girls basketball team on the I'm in the Morning Show. They got, they got uh, kicked to the curb only to return to WABC about a year later. And replace me and Ron Kuby, whose mommy is a comic. But I will tell you this, the only way I didn't bond to a wrong way, Lou Rafino, I knew that that rat had come into the studios at WABC to eyeball the board. And that's when I turned to Ron Kuby, whose mommy was a commie, and I said, they're bringing Imus over. They're bringing Imus over. The only one who was nice about that uh, swap out was Bernard McGurk. Because like me, he was a man of the streets. But like me and a lot of tough guys out there, and the lesson to be learned by his early passing, he he died far too far too early in his great life. Because he did not get a simple blood test, a prick of the finger. Had he done it with all the remedies available, Bernard McGurk would have been alive and would not have perished from prostate cancer that eventually metastasized, and he he died of brain cancer also. I mean, he just ravaged his body in the end. A horrible way to die. So if you're listening now as we pay tribute to uh, 
It's great broadcast, uh, great producer, greatest multitasker of all time, Bernard McGurk. Remember, he did not die in vain. His death is a message to all guys out there starting at the age of 40. You better get that prostate test. No, it's not a proctologist who does it. You don't have to bend over and touch your toes. No, 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 no. It's a simple prick of the finger, the smear of the blood on a little glass plate, and then they check your PSA. Ladies out there, I give you complete license, complete freedom to badger, cajole, nag, beseech the men in your life to go get that PSA test. It is a lifesaver. Had Bernard gotten that test, he'd be alive today in time. I remember when he came into the side studio where I prepare for my shows, and he told me what his symptoms were. Because he know I, he know that I had stage four prostate cancer. I made the dumbest decision in the world. Don't ever do this to have your prostate removed. Mine by robotic surgery. Others have it done by surgeons. There are so many other remedies. Do not get that prostate removed surgically unless you have no other alternative. You will be impotent, you will be incontinent, and you will be wearing depends until the rest of your life. So with his passing, it's a lot to be learned, but a lot to be remembered because he was, without a doubt, the greatest producer slash talk show host of all time, the great Bernard McGurk. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Yeah, that's the uh, shout-out song. Ruben, uh, blood, blood has blowed up. From Panama. At the end of his song, Plastico. He does a shout-out to all the countries in Central and South America and in the Caribbean, Hispanic-speaking countries. And it's interesting is that we're seeing more trains on their way north to the border festooned with hundreds, thousands of illegal aliens on their way to the border. The Catholic charities will meet them the moment they put one foot over the Rio Grande, that rip-off organization that takes our federal tax dollars, puts them on Greyhound buses, they pound the hound, and they tell them, come to New York. We need Catholics in New York. Most of these folks are Catholics coming from Central South America and the Dominican Republic and Haiti, Haiti too, a lot of Catholics. So now all of a sudden, uh, who's there? Who's uh, trying to understand the illegal aliens and why they're deciding to come here? 
into New York and specifically New York City. It's Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. And he had the chutzpah, the huevos, the culions on his trip to say that New York City supports open borders. Can I hear that, please? Uh, can I hear that? We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Uh, play that one more time, the short version there, please, please. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. Now, now, hold on. Uh, where does it say anywhere in any law that the city council has passed, signed by the mayor, uh, in any proclamation, in anything issued, that New York City believes in open borders to let anybody into our country. Now, they passed a proclamation years ago about sanctuary cities. Uh, this goes back to Ed Koch, Mario Facha Bruta Como, Rudy kept it, Bloomberg kept it, Pataki kept it. They can't lift their fingerprints off this sanctuary city, sanctuary state issue. It's not a law. In fact, in New York State, they tried to pass it. It passed in the state legislature. Could not muster enough votes in the state Senate. There is no law. Could I hear that again? Just a short version, please. I can't believe that. Yes, I can. Because he's such a freaking idiot. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. I'm calling upon city councilman that I know, Robert Holden, Democrat of Middle Village, Joe Borelli, leader of the minority Republican South Shore Staten Island, Joanne Ariola, Howard Beach, Vicky Palladino, Whitestone, Ina Vernikoff, who I was with at her South Brooklyn GOP club yesterday at the Knights of Columbus, uh, right on Ocean Avenue. I gave them the bad news. They were putting a tent to house a thousand single able-bodied illegal males of military age with nothing to do and nowhere to go in Manhattan Beach, right on the baseball fields and the soccer fields right next to the entrance to Queen, excuse me, Kingsborough College. I want any of them to research and find out. And I need to hear that, that shortcut again. I, I don't know where this is the policy of the city, please. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of the city. What, what? That may be your position. Since when is it the official position? You know what this reminds me of? What he has consistently said. We believe the borders should remain open. That's Incompetence, incompetence. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. And we do. We certainly do, because this is the statement of an incompetent person. To say that New York City believes in open borders and it is the policy of the city. I'd like to see where it is written. I think all taxpayers need to see where it is written. And then, this reminds me, on his trip there, he's been partying to the break of dawn. Mexico City is one of the top night spots in all of the Western Hemisphere. I know I have guardian angels there. Except, if you're going to travel and you got loot, you got credit cards, you better make sure that you got a posse of gun toters that are protecting you. But 
The nightlife there is unbelievable. So is uh, Eric Adams going to actually go into the hills where the narco-terrorists and the sex traffickers and the coyotes are? It's almost like a scene. Remember with Humphrey Bogart in Sierra Madre? Oiga, señor, we are federales. You know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. No sea tonto, hombre. We didn't try to do you any harm. Why don't you try to be a little more polite? Because you're gone, and we leave you in peace. I need my gun myself. Oh, throw that old iron over here. We'll pick it up and go Norway. You go anyway without my gun and go quick. That's Eric Adams. Claims that he carries a gun on occasions. Uh, if he actually wanted to see what's going on with the coyotes where I've been in northern Mexico, it's dangerous. You can't trust the federales. You can't trust law enforcement there. They're corrupt. They're paid for by the narco-terrorists and the sex traffickers and the human traffickers. So I noticed that what he was doing was his first meeting, official meeting, as mayor of the city of New York. By the way, the Secretary of State of the United States is there also simultaneously and meeting on the same issue, the illegals coming across the border, but they're not even going to be together. It just shows you how Biden in Brooklyn, uh, Eric Adams, is so distant from Joe Biden now that they can't even have a mutual trip where the Secretary of State is actually meeting with Eric Adams and sitting at the table with Mexican officials to seal the border. In fact, the Secretary of State is saying that Joe Biden, who in his campaign said he would not put another foot of a, of a fence to Trump's fence, is now ordering that 20 miles uh, there be constructed a fence, a wall. Gee, how quickly he has done the pivot and shift, the pirouette. But I will bet you in front of the Mexican Chamber of Commerce that Eric Adams is having lunch with today, he will say the following, as he always says at meetings. You can call me the ball-headed, earring-wearing mayor. Call me whatever you want. Uh, not the right cut there. Uh, I can see you're not ready for prime time there, Kevin. Uh, you know, my classic cut there where he's going off and off. But anyway, let me not digress. And then it reminds me of when I was a kid living in a four-story walk-up south side of Chicago, 46 in Rockwell, which used to be all Polish and it's now all Mexican, in which I used to go up and down the back stairs. My favorite TV show was Zorro. And I would act like I was Zorro. My mother had bought me the cape, uh, the plastic uh, sword, the hat, the mask. And I would go up and down, imaginarily putting a Z on my enemies. To this day, I imagine in my mind with the many enemies that I have that I'm Zorro and I'm putting a Z right on their chest. But this classic cut of Zorro is basically really what Eric Adams could be if he actually would go into the areas of Mexico where there are many, where the problem of the illegal aliens coming is public. You see the coyotes, you see the sex traffickers, you see the narco-terrorists. It's in plain view for all to see. I come as a friend, 
Not an enemy. For years we have lived in peace. How did you find your way here? I followed this man and another one who came to steal your gold. It is bad that you find out our secret. Now you must die. Why should you want to kill me? I respect your land and everything it contains. I only came to keep this man from telling others of your secret. Yeah, the secret. Because Eric Adams wants it all for himself. This guy is there to take pesos, American dollars, euros, whatever it is. His man lives by one code, one code alone since he was first elected as a state senator in Albany years ago. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And at some point, I imagine he'll be sitting with one of the world's richest men, now partial owner of the New York Times, other entities, controls the monopoly of all telephone systems in Mexico. Lebanese Mexicano, Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim. But then again, you know, the mayor reminds me, when you were kids, you probably watched the Cisco Kid. I'll never forget, there was a a part there where they're talking, and the aide-de-camp of the Cisco Kid says, why did we leave the trouble behind and then come here to look for more trouble? which is so pertinent to Eric Adams. He's leaving the trouble behind here in New York City, where it's a hot mess. 800 illegals coming in each day. Thousands more storming the border. And he asked the Cisco kid, why are we leaving the trouble behind in order to find trouble here? How far we have to went to find this place? Only 26 miles. Only 26 miles. You hear that, local? So why do we have to ride so far to look for trouble when we have plenty of trouble where we was? A little trouble here and a little trouble there. Yeah, a little trouble here and a little trouble there. You put them all together, this Francisco. <laughs> Come on. They ride off into the sunset. Where's my song, Cisco Kid? What a friend of mine. As Eric Adams hits the club scene, raising the roof. He did it in Mexico City last night to the break of dawn. He will do it in Quito, in Ecuador, which has become a place where Americans and Europeans go for medical, dental, and plastic surgery. Uh, And then he finishes up his fact-finding trip in Bogota, where the nightlife is punctured with a flow of cocaine and hookers everywhere. I'm sure he's studying hard. The mayor of nightlife is studying the nightlife in the Western Hemisphere, not the illegal aliens coming in because... Can I hear that one more time, Lou? What is the policy of the city of New York when it comes to open borders? We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. Bull feathers. Where is that written? So elected officials don't hide, don't run, 
Don't say, well, I don't want to offend the mayor and treat him like the, the Biden of Brooklyn that he is making up stuff that he always does. Where in law, where in proclamation form, where in any form of the city of New York is it written that we support open borders as the city of New York? To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Never forget when I first heard the song by Santana, Carlos Santana. Oye, como va? Actually written by the great Tito Puente. You know what it means. Listen to how we have screwed things up, ladies and gentlemen, by having... Can I hear what uh, Eric Adams said about what we believe in open borders, please? Can I hear that? We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of this city. Yeah, you idiot, you knucklehead. You are such an incompetent. Do you see the headlines of today? New York City struggling to contain a rising tuberculosis series of cases. Concerns are growing in New York City over the rise in tuberculosis cases over the past year. The past year. We had 2,000 illegal aliens in shelter in late July. And then you, Eric Adams, encouraged more. No medical tests, no background checks, no vaccines, no giving antibiotics and letting people max and relax and recover as is the route to doing away with tuberculosis. So many countries have reached a point where they have eliminated tuberculosis. We were on the verge of doing that. The city has confirmed about 500 cases of active tuberculosis so far this year and will be increasing at rates of 20% or more. It will get worse when the weather turns cold, increasing the likelihood that tuberculosis will spread. When there are particularly high spikes in tuberculosis in New York City, That will be the bellwether for the rest of the country. Tuberculosis now becomes a threat in the United States. It was dormant. It has been revived by this invasion of illegal aliens. And this knucklehead, stupid, incompetent mayor says he wants the borders to continue to be open so people can bring tuberculosis into our country and into our city. For that, this guy should stay in Mexico. 